of Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I am here with... More. dun dun da Mark Phelan. Mark Phelan. <laughs> Mark Phelan. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing muy bueno, señorita. Yes, isn't this fun? We get to do another show. Always so oh, much fun. Oh, fabulous. I know. I look forward to it. So today is an exciting day. Today we are answering listener questions, which is always fun. The best of the best. It is. We would like to be getting more, uh, but we're trying to answer the ones that we can, and we're going to try There's to do that. There's only so many hours in a day. <laughs> We're going to try to answer the questions, you know, every month or every couple of months, depending on how many we get. So send us those questions. You can go to our website, which is lookingforlovepodcast.com. Again, lookingforlovepodcast.com. You can listen to all of our shows there. You can send an email. You can connect to iTunes and leave us a review. You can read about our bios, see our picture, and we're going to be having some videos on there soon as well. We're excited that finally our website is up for the show, so please go visit, and we'd love to hear from you. So you ready? Should we just get started? Go for it. No, I haven't seen these, so just to be fair. I like to save things for the show, right? That's right. So here's one that I thought was interesting. Dr. Lori and Mark, what's your deal? Are you married or having sex? Well, if we were married, we obviously would not be having sex. (laughs) Well, not us, but but yeah. You want to answer this? Uh, We are, well, I can only speak for myself. I was married, no longer. But not to me. Never married to you. Yes. I think that's what they might mean. After all these years, we're still such good friends (laughs) because we've never... We married. have never been married, but we we were in a relationship. Absolutely, and I think most people probably know this, but not maybe you haven't listened to all of our shows, so you may be wondering. And I guess that's the case with this mm. person. Yeah. So many years ago, I was I think I was twenty. You were twenty, what three, twenty four? Thank you. We were young children. Um, we d- we did date for a while, less than a year. She dumped me. <laughs> Um, I still I, have a scar. I broke up with him, yes. Dumped. And I don't remember why. I, can't I think even it's very t- simple. You just thought, eh, he's a deadbeat. No. No, I don't. I honestly, I don't know why. I, I think I was too young. I had you lots were, of you things. You were too young. I was too young. It was, bottom line, it was just combustible. We There's had- so much, so much energy we could have. Mm-hmm. We were going to turn into a supernova. We did have a very passionate relationship. <laughs> We we did. Oh, it's unbelievable. Like rabbits. No, it really was. Anywhere, everywhere. I mean, it's like you look at a map of LA. (laughs) Holy crap. There is facts here. And then we actually spanned the globe. Then in New York, you were there in West Point. Boom. I was a soldier. Uh, I was a military police person over at West Point. She was frisking me whenever I could get there. And Mark, but Mark and I are both veterans for those people Mm, who don't know. Absolutely. Mark was living. Thank you for your service. Yes. Mark was in New York, living in New York in the city. Mm -hmm. And West Point is about 50 miles north of the city, I believe. So he came out to visit me and um, yeah, we had some Exactly. We toured the countryside, literally. (laughs) On the back of her, her tiny little motorcycle. Now, you can picture this. She's petite. I'm 6'2", 190 pounds, and I'm on the back of this little Suzuki it was, it was, 250 no, It was like a 500. It was a, um, a Honda 500, I believe. Maybe it was even a, a 250. Yeah, it was a 250. It was a 250. I remember 250. It, it seemed it like a, a little tiny baby bike, it, it and I'm small. on the back of that thing. Yeah, I wasn't going to let him, him <laughs> drive me. Very so. wise. He was on the back. It was funny. I'm yeah, surprised they, we didn't like tip over. Well, cranking up was a Hunter Mountain. Just decided to pull Bear oh, Mountain. Look at that. Bear Mountain. Bear Mountain. And that's what we did. We pulled <laughs> off there. We went down on the side of that road and we bared it all. <laughs> we 
did. In the middle of the day, that was awesome. Yes. So we were in a relationship. Stopping. We did have lots and lots of sex, and exactly. we are now not having sex, and we are not in a relationship together. Which sounds so bizarre. But we're really good friends, and we've but been friends. But it's a damn shame. We've been friends for what, about 30 years? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so a really long time, over 30 years. So that is our deal. I think that pretty much sums it up. I think you can tell uh, by the way we speak to one another. We are very close. We love each other. We have done many shows together, so we're comfortable. And exactly. We, this is, this is, a, is. Uh, this is a walk in the park, a piece of cake. And the beauty and wonderment of it is the fact that we relate to each other, respect each other. Yes. So the humor we have is real. It's organic. And the information we want to pass along, we have a simpatico here. Yeah. I and mean, so does our stopping. We've been, <laughs> we've been around the block a few times, is what he's trying to say. Um, yes, and with each other, but not now. We have a very clear boundary about that. Yeah. She's got a big, giant wall. I'm on the outside. She's inside. There's chains. There's alarms. A chastity belt. Yeah. That I have on. <laughs> So, but thank you for the question. That was uh, an interesting question. I imagine there's a lot of people who have that question. So here's another question. This is a good one. You talk a lot about communication, but my husband doesn't like it when I talk during sex. He says it distracts him, but I want to tell him what to do so it feels good for me. Please help. There's a key phrase there. Tell him what to do. Yes, yes, yes. The hair on the back of my neck stood up and I'm like, ooh, we're having sex. Good, good. I tell him what to do. Screech, what happens in my own mind is boop, Big Ed takes a nap. Yeah, that means he loses his erection for those of of you who do not The people not familiar with Big Ed, a personal friend of mine, we work together. And who can't see your hand moving in a downward (laughs) direction. Yes. Think of a salute and then a nap laying down. (laughs) The bottom line is tell him what to do. You should never tell somebody what to do. In this, especially a guy, what it should be suggestions. Nobody likes to be told what to do in bed or out of bed. Exactly. Suggestions, thoughtful considerations, maybe mentioning things here in a cute way. Tell you what to do. First of all, you know it would turn me on right now, baby. Exactly. Hello. Guess what I'm going to be doing? What? What? Instead of now, what I want you to do is roll over, hit me a little harder. Okay, now I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my leg here. (laughs) Boom. Dawn. Hopefully, none of you had headphones on. Um, but yeah, it, it, yeah. So that. And so it isn't the maybe not necessity the fact that he doesn't want you talking. It's how you're saying well, whatever you're saying. Well, I think it's both. So I'm going to go to the other side of it. So okay. one is how we communicate is really important during sex. So that, the telling what to do, there's room for improvement there. Let them know what turns you on. Let them know what feels good. Let them know what would feel even better. But that's different than saying, go right, go harder, right. go left. Um, oh, you know what I think would feel really good? Can you try doing this? Oh, yeah, that feels great. That's a bit different. And you see in the pornos, it's harder, faster. And if you're going full speed already and you hear harder, faster, you're like, what the hell? I'm going to lose interest. Well, but it depends like on how you, if you're like harder, faster, or, oh, yeah, harder. Yeah. It might be received differently. So the tone that we speak in is exactly. important. Hey, did you like that? That was my porn I, imitation. I, I enjoyed that very much. Yes, thank you. Uh, Reminded me of the good old days. <laughs> But the other part is the fact that he is saying it distracts him. Mm -hmm. So that tells me that he is 
focusing. That's I don't right. know what he's focusing on. He Maybe. may be focusing on the lady next door who's putting out the laundry. Well, exactly. He could be focusing on his fantasy. He could be focusing on keeping his erection. He could be focusing on not coming. And when you are focusing, trying to achieve things or perform in certain ways, it is going to definitely impact the sexual experience for both of you in a negative way. And I hear this a lot from men focusing. They're focusing so Mm -hmm. hard, I should say. And it is definitely problematic because when you're in the moment, you're not trying, you're not doing, you're not focusing. You're just there. You're just experiencing what's happening. Well, then when your partner speaks, if they speak with the right tone and in the way that feels good to you, it will actually be more of a turn on than a turn off. Mm-hmm. And she's giving you information. Information is great. So you don't have to try to figure it out. She's letting you know what feels good. She's letting you know how to turn her on, how to arouse her. It's really good information. So I'm going to say around that one, let's think about what might be distracting him. That tells me, and again, I don't know. I can only go by what is written here, that he is not actually in the moment and experiencing pleasure about what's going on and she is not speaking to him in an effective way so Mm -hmm. there's room for improvement for both of them and imagine i hope you're listening you're both listening or if you are just listening the one who wrote the letter you can then let him listen to this and have a conversation about it and find a way that could feel better for you both it'll take some practice but hey practice is a good thing and hopefully it can be fun Mm -hmm. now just from the male point of view i would think Two key things is maybe adopt a bedroom voice and and start it off right off the bat when your relationship, mm-hmm. mainly because like you said, as you use your porn voice, it doesn't have to be a porn voice. It's just a different tone. Because if I'm hearing the same, honey, did you check out the trash? Why didn't you take out the trash? And all of a sudden, honey, why don't you do it faster? Why don't you grab my tit? I mean, the same tone is going to, I'm going to hear the same message and it's not a pleasant sexual message. I'm going to hear the crap. I don't want to hear it. That is a The key word I never want to hear is the word nag. Any variation of a nag in bed should not cross the threshold of the bedroom. It's It's a great suggestion. And one thing that I teach my clients, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, is to develop an alter ego. And it's really kind of a cool thing because when you think about it, We show up in the world in different ways. We're maybe a different employee or boss or friend or parent. We have different kind of hats that we wear. And we want to have this special sacred place for our romantic partner to be able to completely let loose, to show a part of ourselves that no one else in the world gets to see, to be completely vulnerable and raw and all of those wonderful things that happen when we can connect in such an intimate, sensual, sexual, erotic way. So that's what we want. So having that alter ego, it's not that we're pretending to be somebody else. It's just this other part of ourselves that no one else gets to see. And so I have people name their alter egos. So, you know, it might be something cheesy like uh, candy and rock. I mean, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to think about. But how does that that alter ego, that sexual self, that stud, that diva, how do they talk? What do they do? How do they behave differently than they do normally in the world? And it's really fun. So people can have fun with this. It starts to kind of open up new territories and possibilities, and it can be very, very erotic. So that's a really good idea. Good question so far. Excellent. Yeah, here's another one. 
Hi, doctor. I'm in a relationship with my husband for 10 years, but it has been a very difficult journey. I sincerely love my husband and believe he loves me, but we don't share the same feelings, and it seems like we're we're going further apart from each other than building up our relationship. I have a suspicion about him because of his body language and behavior towards me. So I looked at his phone, then find out what I was thinking he is doing is exactly what he is doing, chatting to other women sexually on social media. But he always portrays himself as another person. When I approach him and he says it's my fault but wants to try to work on us, I'm tired of the same thing all the time. I stumbled upon your podcast and find it helpful. I believe that with your help, it will improve our relationship. So, wow. I mean, there's a lot there. A lot, exactly. Yeah, so clearly there is some dishonesty. I think she's feeling betrayed, that they're growing further apart. They're not growing together, basically, is what she's saying. And that something's going on with the body language towards her and that he is going behind her back and chatting to other women. So there's so many things to talk about. I'd love to find out, are they having sex? And what's the frequency is as far as what it used to be and what it is now? What would that matter to you? Well, think? mainly because if they had a, a nice, satisfying sex life, and now it's diminished after 10 years, and his body language is totally different. Right. I'm going to make the assumption that it has, because okay. they're growing further apart. Right. So there's a couple things. I mean, Certainly, the fact that he is talking to other women is a concern. Now, maybe for her, it's not that big of a concern. Maybe he's just doing this and it just, for whatever reason, is something that he enjoys doing. She caught him doing it. There needs to be a conversation. So I would say for you to get really clear about what's okay and not okay for you. How do you feel about him? He's portrays himself as this other person talking to women on social media. Is that a boundary violation for you? Is that something that you cannot accept? Or would this be okay if he were at least open and honest about it? Now, if he's just texting or is he actually, to use the clinical term, choking the chicken? Well, we don't know. That's so that's key. but that's her also to find exactly. out. And what what do you feel okay with, and what do you not feel okay with? And these are boundaries. So you can't tell anybody what to do. Right. So what we just talked about. You can tell your children what to do, but you can't tell a grown person what to do. All and how does she do, broach it? The fact that he, she looked at his phone. Well, she needs to tell him. Right. Now, are there consequences? Sure. Did she will say also? betray him or have a boundary violation yeah perhaps so she could say well i got but there again suspicious if he if put it this way if he doesn't have a password on the phone or she even if she knows it the fact that she was able to get I mean, in and there she and see it she could have said show me your phone she said she looked at his phone we don't know right there's so much we don't know that's why what i'm saying right now is get clear for yourself about what is okay and what is not okay you cannot tell him what to do but you can tell him how you feel about it and you can tell him what the consequences are positive and negative of some things that he can do or not do in this relationship so you could say to him if this is the truth for you right now We are completely disconnected. We're growing further apart. And you are communicating with other women. And if we're going to stay married, that is not going to work for me. What I want us to do is to work on connecting and growing together rather than apart. Whether we go to therapy or a coach or whether we just have some conversations and really get honest with one another about perhaps needs or desires that we have that aren't being met. Does she mention that that it's he said it's her fault? 
Yes, he said it's her fault. So he's, that's the other part. So he is not being accountable. Exactly. So he needs to be accountable as to what he, what he has done. Now, if you try to tell him that he's wrong and he tries to tell you that you're wrong, you two are going to get nowhere. So when you want to have a healthy, effective conversation, ultimately you want to have one speaker and one listener at a time, and you want to really speak in a way so your partner can understand how you're feeling about it. And as you're listening, you are listening to understand, not necessarily agree. You are listening to get a sense of how your partner feels about it, the impact that it's having on them, what they would like. And when they are speaking in that way, so you can hear it, then there can be a good conversation. Mm -hmm. And then you get to hear the other person's perspective or point of view. When you can do that, then there's somewhere to go. But a lot of conversations, and it sounds like they might be having some like this, about whose fault it is, who's wrong, who's right, you will get nowhere with that kind of communication. So the first thing, get those boundaries straight. But then it's also, hey, if you do want to stay married to this guy, sounds like you do, you love each other very much, to talk to one another about ways that you can reconnect. Because it's not uncommon for couples to go off the rails every now and again. All relationships ebb and flow. We just want to know, what do we do when we get off track? How do we reconnect? And it is both of you making that effort. And sometimes it's having that conversation. Oftentimes, it's you doing something differently. Act more loving. Be more affectionate. Be kinder. Express your love. Do those things, which might be hard to do because you don't feel like doing those things or being loving when you are feeling unloved or disconnected. Exactly. And they they have to be totally honest. He's got to cop to it. He's got to say, I'm doing this because of this. He can't say, well, it's your fault. Well, of course not. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's look at even if she was saying no to him every time he wanted to have sex, he is still responsible for making the choices. Now, if he could say the reason why I've done this is because you've been rejecting me right. and my needs aren't being met and I didn't know what else to do. So this is what I did. I'm sorry that I lied to you and that I hurt you. Uh, but this is what's been going on mm-hmm. for me. That would be an effective conversation. And for her to say, okay. I understand how you might be feeling that way. Here's how I've been feeling. I want to have sex with you, but when you treat me badly or when we don't spend time together or when I don't trust you, it's really difficult for me to open up to you. And again, you have those conversations so you can understand what's going on with your partner and yourself. And then you two, ideally, can really find some resolution. Do you love each other? Sounds like you do. Okay, here's some mistakes we made. Own them. Acknowledge them. Then you can move forward and do things differently. It's not going to be easy, but it is worthwhile. This is what growing together means. We grow apart when we don't make those efforts, when we don't have those difficult conversations. So that's when we start growing apart. You have to be very proactive or actively involved in your relationship and being a loving partner for a relationship to move forward, to be sustainable and to grow together. So that's what I see has gone on in this relationship. I don't necessarily think it's a deal breaker that she needs to divorce him. Look at, well, as we long as, as if he's maintained it strictly through a texting thing and maybe choking a chicken when he's doing it is one thing. But if he's actually met these women and gone off and done things, he's gone off off the deep end. Well, that's a, that's certainly a different story, but again, it depends on 
where she's at. What is she accepting of? What is not? Again, those boundaries. And look at even when people do horrible things, right? They act badly and they sleep with other women or men and they said they weren't going to. And then they get caught and then they lie about it. There's lots of horrific things that people do. pulling an Anthony Weiner. Well, that's another, that's a whole other deal. Doesn't mean that the relationship has to be over. Mm-hmm. Now I know there might be some listeners going, "Well, I would be." I done. would say, "Kick your ass to the curb." Exactly, and you have that choice. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that's a mistake. You can grow from these moments, from these mistakes, our own and others, and learn something from it, and get to the other side with a lot of work. Not easy, but certainly doable. And it always comes down to you deciding. What is okay and not okay for you? And we call those boundaries. Those are emotional boundaries. And so important in a relationship. So I just encourage you to do that. Keep going forward with that. Love to hear what's going on with that story and see how this can help. A blow by blow, as it were. Wow. I mean, the time has already gone by. That's what I'm saying over here. I know. But it's really fun answering questions. I like answering it's, questions. It gives us another dimension. And we want to feel like that we're not only entertaining you, but giving you useful information. Absolutely. And we don't have a live show, so you can't call us in. Right. But you Although can we are us. available to, you know, to bachelor parties and uh, <laughs> corporate events. Come on on. Bring us over. We'll be happy to do the show for you up there. Well, I don't know about that. But if you do feel Uh-oh. like you need some help, I am available I'm for cheap. Skype sessions or coaching sessions and you can find out more about me by going to our podcast website lookingforlovepodcast.com that'll give you a link to my website and give you more information if you would like some more help that's what we're doing this for we not only have a great time doing it but i love the fact that some people we go wow that is a good piece of advice i'm going to try that Maybe we're saving some relationships. I certainly hope so. That would be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that is the reason why we do this. We do this because we want to make a difference. We want to help people find love in their lives. We have struggled with it like everybody Mm -hmm. else. So send us more questions. Again, go to lookingforlovepodcast.com. We always want to hear from you. We'd like to hear some success stories. Tell us some things that you have learned or something that you learned that you applied and you felt it has made a difference in your life and in your relationship. I really want to hear those stories. I'd like to do a show or two just about that and maybe even interview you. That'd be great. Yeah, so send send it our way. And... Again, thank you so much for listening. Really do appreciate it. And we look forward to talking to you soon. You betcha. Bye, everyone. 